Good morning. Our scripture reference today is the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 14. Chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Our message title is, Are You Ready for the Wedding? Are you ready for the wedding? Now today's message includes, or is basically, the parable that Jesus shares about a wedding. Now as you would imagine, wedding customs change over time, and so you might not be familiar with some of the wedding customs at the time. One of these wedding customs is that everyone in attendance at the wedding was required to wear a wedding garment. It was part of the culture at the time. And if they did not wear the wedding garment, it was offensive and punishable. And in our story today, we talk about a king, so you can kind of see the, the aspect is if a king's throwing a wedding for his son, and we'll be reading that. And you come to the wedding, and you don't have a wedding garment on. Now, what you might not be aware of is like, wow, they're going to punish someone because they don't have the right clothes. The wedding garments were provided. So to not wear one means that you might have, it'd be, in my mind, it's almost like you walk to the wedding, you know that everybody's supposed to have a wedding garment on. You see, or you could ask, where are the wedding garments? And they would provide you the wedding garment to put on. But can you imagine someone coming into the wedding knowing what they're supposed to wear and not wearing it? I, may, I imagine you probably have been places or done things where some people wear what they choose to wear. They, they, they're trying to make a statement, and the fact that everybody's going to look at them, that's what their, their goal is. Because they're, they're either trying to be special or they think they're special or... You know, you might see some of these TV shows anymore. They have them where the, the girls dress a certain way and they've got a certain name. You know, there's a group of them all by the same name. I think there's TV shows like that or something. And they dress a certain way and they, they're the in group. They're the, they have to dress that way. And so they're the ones to look at. And so they determine they're going to set the norm. But in this case, they're walking in. It's the king that's sending, uh, setting the wedding. There's expectations the garments are provided. So to choose not to wear the garment that everybody else is wearing that was provided for at the wedding is offensive and punishable. These are the customs. And so if you got thrown out of the wedding, a real lit up affair, and you got thrown outside, you ever been someplace that's really bright and then you go outside and it's really dark? That's the picture and some of the pictures I want you to be thinking of. As we look in our scripture again, Matthew chapter 22, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 14. And we'll be reading from the New King James Version as we do each week. I want to just take a minute to remind you that the messages are on podcast as well as the website and Facebook. Verses 1 through 14, Matthew 22. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again 
by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways. One to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, for those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So the servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guest, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to his servant, to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. A great feast was prepared. It had all the trimmings. Everything was there, and people, he sent it out and invited people, and they made light of it. Not a big thing. One to his own farm, another to his business. And so he invited more people to come. Everyone knew that you had to have this wedding garment. So this is alluding to Jesus coming for his bride. The bride is the church. Now, we might look out and say, well, I'm part of the church, but you're part of this visible church, what we see. But those that are part of the church are those that have their sins forgiven and are following Jesus. That's the church. And he's coming for his bride. We are his bride. The wedding supper of the Lamb. And so Jesus is given this parable to understand things. And we know that as if you would read through there, you see whereas you had the Israelites, and we read about them in the Old Testament, and then we remember when Peter started going out to the Gentiles, the non-Jews, and the gospel is being spread to everyone. Everyone can come in. Everyone has the opportunity. But they have to have on the wedding garment. The wedding garment is provided by the hosts. God provides the wedding garment. The wedding garment is provided through the blood of Jesus dying on the cross. So that we can be properly robed. And you can think some of these, these uh, the visions of things as we look into the New Testament and into Revelations. We can wear 
the white robes, the part of the wedding, and that we can be part of the wedding. But see, when we come into the wedding, we have to be wearing the wedding garment. The wedding garment that's been prepared. And as we look here, when he comes in, he asks them, Seize the guest, he saw a man there who did not have a wedding garment in verse 11. So he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. He didn't have an excuse. So when Jesus comes again, we need to have on our wedding garment. Some of us could be here when Jesus comes again. Some of us will see Jesus or be at the place where our choices and our opportunity for choice comes to an end when we pass from this life into the next. And we stand before God either with a wedding garment or without. It's your choice. It's provided. I want to think as you prepare to go to a wedding or to an event and you, and you look into a mirror, you look and you see what you look like. And you look in and maybe you have just the mirror to see if your hair looks right, your face looks right, your, if you shaved okay, or whatever. Or you might have one of those full-length mirrors where you can see, do I look okay? Do you have the look that you look and that you want? Now, sometimes you go and you might be wanting to make a statement. I know some people might go to the wedding, and the last thing that they want to do at a wedding is everyone else has. This is not the time to go in arrogance and saying, I can wear what I want when I want. I live in the United States. I can, it's a free country. I can do what I want. See, when we're at the wedding supper of the Lamb, we have to have that white garment on, the one provided by Jesus. Or we get cast out. Why wouldn't you want to put the wedding garment on? It's provided. It's provided to you free, but it wasn't free. Jesus died for our sins so that we can have the wedding garment. Why wouldn't we wear it? person come to this wedding knowing he needed to wear something unless in just an arrogance it's like, you know, I don't need that thing. Maybe people come and say, I 
They might think because they're part of the visible church that you can see them in the church. Maybe you see them in the board. Maybe they're up in a pulpit. They know how to play church really well. But when you go to the wedding garment, when you go to the, the, the this wedding, and the host comes around, when we stand before God, why, why didn't you have a wedding garment on? Why don't you have the wedding garment on? You will be just like this man who was speechless. There was no excuse. There was no reason that he could give. See, you might be following everyone else around and everyone else is acting this way and Maybe outside of this wedding, that's okay. But once you go into, once you go before Jesus, you have to have the wedding garment on. It's actually just that simple. It's not that hard. So when you look into the spiritual mirror, you find... A scripture tells us that you're being changed more into Jesus' image. Or when you look in your spiritual mirror, do you see that you bear the blood of Jesus? That you've accepted him into your life? That you're wearing the wedding garment? That you're prepared? You might talk church. You might be in church. You might talk a good talk. But what do you see? In the mirror, because what does Jesus see when he looks? You know, today's big discussion is vaccine or no vaccine, mask or no mask. And you can have those discussions someplace else. It's not going to be part of the message, but I will tell you that It's the wedding, it's the wedding garment or hell. Just that blunt. You can't get to heaven without the wedding garment. There are no excuses. There's no reason that you can't get to heaven because the wedding garment is provided, but it is required. If it wasn't required, then why did Jesus die? Why would he need to die? Jesus loves you. He died for you. He doesn't want anybody to perish. You just have to accept the wedding garment. You need to choose heaven and not hell. People will say, why does Jesus send people to hell? Jesus provided the way for heaven. You make the choice. You make the choice. How are you deciding? 
How are you deciding? Why wouldn't you put a wedding garment on? I don't know. Why don't you accept Jesus? I don't know. It's right there. He died for you. He loves you. He cares for you. You need to be willing to come as you are and allow the blood of Jesus to affect you, to save you, and you need to accept the wedding garment and put it on. So what is your choice today? Wedding garment, heaven. No wedding garment, hell. Pretty blunt. Big thing. Big decision. It's important. Don't be arrogant. If we go back and we think about the fall in the garden of Adam and Eve, they wanted to be like God. It was their pride that got in the way. And think about how many times pride gets in the way. Pride in debates and discussions. I'm not going to do this. And I'm not going to do that. Because I, I, I. Sometimes people want to stand out because they want to look, and look at me. Yes, you want to try to do your best, but come into the fold. Put the wedding garment on. Put off the pride. We want to talk about the violence and the issues in our world today. Sin is the problem. We have the sin nature. And in some um, translations, the carnal nature. We are not inherently good. We're inherently sinful. We try to train our children on how to behave and train them how to work around themselves. But they come into this world, mind, mind, mind. And how natural is it for some children when somebody else has built up the, a, a pile of blocks for the ch other child to come over and knock it down? Because they think that's fun. They have no consideration for the other people. The first commandment is love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul and strength. I'm missing a few. And the second is your neighbor as yourself. You can't do the first, you can't do the second until you've done the first. There's some unlovable people out there. But with God's help, but you've got to put on the wedding garment. Let's be standing together. Sometimes part of putting off that pride is being willing to come to an altar of prayer or find a place of prayer. We should not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should not be ashamed of being a Christian. Father God, I pray that you would help us to look in the mirror, the spiritual mirror, and I, want, I would ask the Lord that you would tell us where we are at. Father, maybe some at one point put the wedding garment on, but they've taken it off. 
They need to confess their sins and come back to you. But some may not have ever accepted you, may have not ever put on the wedding garment. They need to play the blood of Jesus, to ask forgiveness of their sins, and stop following and going, uh, Satan and going away from you, but turn and follow you. Satan, Lord, has deceived some to think that they're okay because they've done well. Like the Laodiceans, they become lukewarm and reliant on themselves, forgetting that they need you. Lord, may you bring them back to you, that they would be obedient to you, and that they would put the wedding garment on. Lord, I pray for those that hear this message, whether in this room or online, wherever they might be, that they would open their hearts and say, Search me, O God. And that you would search them. And if there's something wicked in them, that you would point it out. And for the unsaved, the Lord, they might realize that they need to put the wedding garment on. They need to accept you. For you wish that no one would go to hell, but that they would have eternity with you. But they have to put the wedding garment on. And we pray that you make that real to them. That they would feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit right now. That would, they would feel it drawing them and their need that there would be this uncomfortableness in their chest this weight upon them that they would have to get out from the pew that they're in and come to an altar of prayer. But they've got to find a place. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I want to follow you. Help me to follow you. Thank you for saving me. And Lord, they put the wedding garment on. We don't want anyone to perish. But Lord, we pray that you might wake them up to their need of Jesus. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed and hearts praying in the congregation, I don't know where you are at in your walk with Jesus.